podcasting from a sex writing cave from somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smut Lancer, a weekly podcast where we discuss creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smut Lancer podcast is hosted by me, Kayla Lords, and Molly Moore. We're two sex bloggers who have more ideas than time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a break. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smut lancing career to a new level, join the Smut Lancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with an entire community of other people who do what you do and want to get paid to do it too. Head to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. Hello, everybody. Back again with... Smell Answers Podcast. My name is, and I forgot for half a second, Kayla Lords. Wow, when you forget your own name, you're it's probably a rough day. Maybe it's time for a nap. I don't know. <laughs> Who am I again? I don't know. Uh, but I do know I'm with um, Molly Moore, my best good friend, fellow Smut Lancer, other half of this podcast, mm-hmm. thank God. Um, yeah. How are you doing, Molly? I'm good. Yeah, I'm very, very good. I do know what my name is today, I think, mostly. So, yeah. You're doing better than me. So let's go with that. Let's just, one of us needs to at least know her own damn name. Um, We also, because time travel is a thing and we don't always record these episodes in order, we just recorded episode 100 and did not realize it was episode 100 and this is episode Uh 99. And so we will not be going, woo, that was episode 100. How great was that? when you hear episode 100 because also time has no meaning so (laughs) we are uh ahead of the game acknowledging that we're about to hit a pretty decent milestone i think it's a pretty good milestone um and we won't actually acknowledge it when we hit it so that's how life goes sometimes uh this week we are sharing our experience with having big Mm -hmm. ideas and then what it means Mm -hmm. to we call them fever dreams sometimes um Mm -hmm. i think the one that we're thinking of and are relaying uh how what happened to us and and what we're doing instead was definitely in the realm of fever dreams so this is about having that really gigantic amazing idea and you can just see it and you know it's doable and it's got about 55 moving parts and you have given yourself a deadline of two weeks that i think mm-hmm. is in the realm of fever dream uh mm-hmm. this week though we're going to talk about how we, we take that fever dream and maybe turn it into something that's actually doable that you can uh-huh. actually accomplish based on our own experiences <laughs> and what's funny is we just went through this where we have had an idea and we are working our idea and it came to us and i looked i looked at our files it came to us in october of 2019 yeah i know because i was it wasn't long it was just after i had come back from miami yes and so you were hyped up i was hyped up we could take on the world together we came up with an idea that involved 12 products um multiple newsletter campaigns uh and a website website social media shop um all of it and we told ourselves in October that we would have it ready to go by in January. January. <laughs> um, the I'm, whole thing. The, the whole thing. thing. The, so the point is that our thing. fever dream. So this was a call. 
a planning call that we had. Like I would su- suspect, I don't know for sure, but I suspect it went on for two, two and a half hours. And in that two and a half hours, we fleshed out the whole thing. Had Google massive- Docs? Had yeah. spreadsheets? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, in two and a half hours, with the idea that this project was going to be up and running in its kind of almost full completed self by January. And we believed that at the end of that call. We did. We were we were very confident of, in not just our plan, but our ability to execute it. Now, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. This is the not the first time in my uh, Smut Lansing life where a fever dream hits... I make big uh-huh. plans, give myself no real time to do any of it, and then go. And then it collapses. And then it collapses. Itself. Or you wake up one day and go, what was I even thinking? This is not my first time at the Fever Dream Rodeo. <laughs> right. So I think for context for the listener, like we've explained what we did. We did this whole thing. And I think for about a week, we still, perhaps even longer, maybe a couple of weeks, we still believed that this was going to happen. And then I think that both of us realized that it wasn't. We were both in, um, like, I don't know, even looking back, I think about that two and a half hour call where we were like, right, we're ready. We are going to do this. How we thought we were going to do this, because we're both obviously working too. Both of us, I was in a very complicated place in my life. I had just come back from Miami, my whole life and how it looked had shifted and changed and there's everything to deal with about that both practically and emotionally Kayla was in a place where she was still very much working towards her buying a house goal and that everything that needed to fall into place that had to fall into place for her to achieve that and so we had this thing and we were like yeah we're going to do this thing and then I think that we hung up and we still both believed we were going to do this thing for probably somewhere between a week and two weeks aware of Pom I think we both realised we weren't going to do this thing but neither of us said anything to each other <laughs> neither yeah, of us no. said hey you know what love we f- what were we thinking we just kind of let we just kind of went mm, it's never going to happen I haven't got the time to do what I said I was going to do and we never really communicated or discussed that neither in not like i don't think either of us were like huh the other person never did a thing like i don't think we even we just kind of drifted off at at the same time in very much the same way so nobody was left going well i've done a load of work and you haven't done any of yours like we it was very much timely in that we just it kind of all just went damp at the same time and not in the good way um (laughs) Which, so, yeah, that was just kind of giving a bit of context to the early part of this, to the kind of fever dream bit, and then how it just kind of just sailed away into the, like, it was still, you know, there, but it was just kind of drifting, and nobody really spoke of it. No, We never really spoke of it. It was like this project not to be spoken about. You know, um, that actually tracks with my experience of having done that on my own without it being uh, an idea with mm-hmm. somebody else, a collaboration. I've absolutely had massive ideas, plotted them out, said I would do it, and then just literally drift drift away. Just yeah. kind of. Yeah, me too. Just And it's still there in mm-hmm. its almost fully formedness as a concept and as an idea and as a vision. It's still there. Mm-hmm. But that's all it is. Like nothing. 
it is certainly not th- uh, two months later. Twelve. It's the fully- idea. It's the. <laughs> It's the idea elephant in the room. It is. And I I know that... So it was funny. Yes, I uh, absolutely, we did. We mutually, without ever talking about it, drifted away from it. And yet what would happen for me is every so often, not consistently, not in a, uh, a really negative way, but every so often it would... It would come back to the front of my mind of, you know, Mm -hmm. you said you were going to do that thing. And it was funny. Part of it was kind of nice. It was like, you know, if Molly hasn't said anything and I haven't said Mm -hmm. anything, it's fine. That's why I think we both stopped talking about it. And I would just let it drift back to the back (laughs) of my mind. And then a few weeks later, it would sort of come forward. And And so thankfully, in our fever dream state, we had actually done a bit of planning. We'd put... An idea, at least into writing, there was a framework. Uh, None of it was uh, doable with the time frame we gave ourselves. But there was an idea. There was it was slightly fleshed out in that, like you said, we had a vision. We knew what we it could be. Um, And I think the one thing we did do, which I wanted was thinking about this after our call the other day, which we will come to listener uh, because it's very pertinent. But one of the things I think we did back then that was the one of the best things we did is we agreed in not just theory but then we did this in how we were going to finance this project Mm -hmm. and that and like where how we were going to use money and pool that and have that money and that was going to be money to develop this project we agreed on that at the time and as a result, ha- despite doing nothing, essentially, for this project, and not even really talking about it, because, as we've just explained, that allowed us both to go, well, we haven't done any work for it, but it doesn't matter because the other one hasn't done any work <laughs> either and no one's talking about it, so we can just pretend we don't have to do anything. The budget side of it continued on and actually it allowed us to form a little, and it is little, but a little pool pot of money so that now when we have circled back round, and we're going to talk about that in a minute about taking your fever dreams and making them into like actionable plans that one thing i think maybe one of the best things we did because it's now got us to the position where we're like aha here we are we're fleshing it out we actually want to get started we actually have things we want to do and we actually have a budget to a small budget by the way but a budget to operate with rather than just like the idea of a budget and so that's one of the things that we did do back then that i think has paid off now yes and i i think that that is also the difference between this situation and and my previous fever dreams if any of the fever dreams that ever i still have a few i'm working right now actually um any of the fever dreams i've had that cost money that would actually sometimes be the barrier even when i was like okay Mm -hmm. i've let this sit for six months or however long i'm ready to come back to it and it's like oh well shit that's still that still takes money and what am i going to do about it um, it is very hard to know you're in a fever dream when you're in the middle of it. I'm just <laughs> g- because what I have found from personal experience is you're very confident about. Oh, the, we the totally vision. believed it. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny. We still do. We're just more realistic about it now. Um, yeah, but we totally, I think at the time, believed we were going to be at least mostly ready mm-hmm. for the January thing. Yes. And I think that 
if you find yourself with big dreams that you later recognize as, as fever dreams, but you don't necessarily know it at the time, if there is an element like money or, or, or it all, it all requires time, but that requires a specific amount of time or a specific amount of money in your fever dream planning. If you can figure that part out as part of the fever dream planning, where you've got, you're like, yes, we'll do this in, in a week. And here's how, um, that was helpful because I think that part of the reason for this conversation and this, this episode is not just to tell you to share our methodology about how we're doing this, but it is also to let you know that those big dreams that kind of drift away once reality hits don't have to be lost forever. You can Mm -hmm. come back to them. And if you are lucky enough, um, I mean, it is pure dumb luck that we, (laughs) we had done that much planning, that you can come back to it later and go, wait, this plan, there's there's some good to it. Maybe It's not perfect. There needs to be some tweaking for actual reality, but there's something here. Then you've got something to work on and it doesn't feel like you're starting from scratch. So mm-hmm. I feel, what's funny is we came up with the idea together in a fever dream state. We drifted away together at simultaneously, again, no communication about this. Um, and I feel like we came back to it at about the same time. Now I'm I I know what brought me back to it, so I'll I'll definitely share that in case there's any relevance there for anybody. For me, I was struggling with one. I knew we had this idea out there, and I still really liked the idea, and we hadn't done anything with it. So it was a little bit of I, f- I feel like I, let's do something with it. But there was I also have been struggling with well, what is what is Smut Lancer? What what is it going to be? Mm-hmm. What what's its place in the smut lancing world what's its role and i know and i knew then and i know now that it is very much a collaboration between molly and myself and i wanted her input and i wanted her support and i wanted her to be a more a part of it than she already is and i wanted to feel like even though it's jan january lord even though it's june i words are hard word lady can't word um i wanted to (laughs) I wanted to have that feeling of a start of something, almost like a fresh start, almost like you get in January when it, the mm-hmm. year is is shiny and new and is full of possibility. Well, those of us living through 2020 know that mm, mm, January lied to us. Mm-hmm. But here it was June and I was looking for that feeling again of feeling like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna accomplish? And yeah. so I was in the middle of a little bit of angst about smut lancers and the community and the site and blah 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 and then i reached out and said hey can we can we do a planning call can we like talk about some stuff and so for me that's where the conversation to talk about our our fever dream idea was coming from i was ready to to feel like i was doing a fresh start did you have anything like that from your side so i so yes i would say completely the same that i always felt like there was so much potential in what we the idea and the concept and what we had kind of fleshed out in october like i knew what we had there was something worthwhile like i was just so in that sense absolutely and i felt very much drawn back to it quite often but and then when we had the call up the other day and you were like so what are we going to do and I was like I can't 
I can't let go of this thing that we like I feel like this is the thing we just went about it in a crazy <laughs> way let's break that apart which is what we're going to talk about a little bit in a minute of of taking it apart and making it more actionable but so totally the same and I what I actually think that you so Smart Lancer started out as your totally your creation was your thing and then in case anybody doesn't know this let's just cover that so Kayla started the Smart Lancer for because she had lots of thoughts because she's Kayla that she wanted to share about freelancing smart lancing work and so it was like oh, i want to write this thing about this i want to write this thing about this but it doesn't fit on her blog kayla lords didn't fit in loving bdsm for obvious reasons so the smart answer was born because kayla likes birthing <laughs> products like this where she gets to share her amazingness and it's a brilliant project so that's that was the kind of origins of the smart answer and that's how it kind of tickled along. And then, again, I think you came to a place where you were a bit like, I don't, I'm, mm, I don't quite, like it had done what it had initially set out to do, but you had come a bit like where you have come to again now, where you were like, they felt some frustration maybe with it and some restlessness with it. Like it's not, where is it going? What is it doing? What is the function, purpose? All those questions that it's probably worth asking yourself on a semi-regular basis about anything that you run and do. Then there was this discussion about like a podcast and then the kind of patron. You'd already had the podcast and you had put the podcast to one side because it had been like, you had felt like you had said what you had to say at that time. You were like, I don't know what else I've got to say right now, so I'm just going to pause. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was a conversation uh, like um, on which you actually had in open Twitter about maybe there was an opportunity to create a community type project and that's when I DM'd you and was like do you want to do a thing together like we had been talking for so long about doing a thing together uh, on different in different ways like we should do a thing together but what was that thing or we could just do this and we never really we never settled on one we never it just didn't nothing before had gone that like that we could see how it fitted together or how we fitted together but we had known for a long time that we wanted to do a project together right mm-hmm. absolutely and so that conversation led to the smart lancer patron mm-hmm. which link in the show notes come and join us <laughs> um and then that very quickly led to Kayla coming to me saying, hey, let's restart the podcast and what about if we do it like this because then having these joint conversations and then it makes it more manageable what everyone's doing. So we have the joint conversation, we have the mailbag and then we take a week each ourselves and then that makes it a more manageable project with all the other things that we both do. So that's how that came about. So Smart Lancer was definitely Kayla's thing and I just kind of snuck in there with her and sat on her lap a bit Mm, um i mean i'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) and how that's worked has evolved as we have gone on and this feels very similar in the sense that the smart lancer has still been like it still feels like your project your baby and i have slotted in 
into certain areas of it and that has grown and this feels like that growth continuing and so it was you saying hey I want to have a call and talk again about what we're going to do like I've got all these thoughts and I'm feeling it was like you had come to that place of restlessness again mm-hmm. and then in some ways looking back I feel like I was maybe waiting for that like <laughs> not because I wasn't proactive but because I didn't start the smart Lancer. like it's not mm-hmm. it, it, it's something I have joined you mm-hmm and so where you then came back and was like, hey, I'm feeling this thing. Do you want to talk about it? I was like, yes. <laughs> D- I, like, does that make sense? It and does. I think it, it, to anybody who listens to us, to anybody who knows us at all, Kayla and I are quite aligned. I think we have a synchronicity and a connection that allows us to work together even when we're not like not working together it's very easy Mm -hmm. um and so this felt kind of very natural and i think i i looking back now i feel like i think i was waiting for you to feel like you were like "Mm, um wait um i'm flexing my muscles here let's let's talk about this and and i i love how you put that and because it man you get clarification from the the strangest sources sometimes so yes i when you said that i immediately could flash back to many points in my life in general but certainly since 2012 when kayla lords was born um i do get restless because i I have noticed in myself that when a project matters to me, I cannot let it stay the same and stay stagnant for very long. And I used Uh to think that was a failing of mine, that I couldn't just be satisfied with this thing that I was doing and Uh let it just click along. And just let it, right. Right. And the thing that I've learned from all of the things I've tried to educate myself on about working for yourself and having an online business and having an online presence and a brand is you do have to evolve. You do have to allow yourself to grow and change and trust that a certain portion, if not all of your audience will come along with you for the change. And then the other thing that I've been taking in and learning, um, and I'm still exploring is that as you build an audience, because get this back to a smut lancer kind of thing as you build an audience if you're paying attention your audience tells you what they want yeah and then you can grow and change with that and i had definitely gotten to a place of stagnation where i was just sort of doing the same things i'd always been doing because it was comfortable because i could schedule it in uh and on all of the ideas here's what's funny if i had I will say this. No, let me, let me back up. I will say this. What the evolution of the smut lancer that, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> the evolution of the smut lancer that we're talking about, which we will announce that more fully as, as all those pieces start coming together. Um, and also we will have a huge announcement about our fever dream idea made real. Don't worry. Um, the What we're getting to now was the fever dream in 2017 when the smut lancer started now i didn't realize it would involve another person i somehow convinced myself i could do it all myself i didn't need help um but where we're about to take the smut lancer 
is a fever dream in the making of three years. So to bring this back to the conversation for today is there is no way I could have made what hopefully will begin to happen with the Smutlancer over the next few weeks. I could not have made that a reality in 2017. I didn't have enough knowledge. I didn't have an audience to know what they wanted. I didn't have help. I didn't have a partner in somebody like Molly to bounce ideas off of and to split the work between. But this is this this next iteration of the Smutlancer that's coming is what the fever dream was in 2017. So guess what? Your fever dreams can happen. You they just are not going to happen in the the two months you give yourself. <laughs> it's a long, slow process of growth of starting from the baby steps of just getting the idea from your head to paper, from paper to the screen and then allowing it to grow in a natural sort of way. While also I found from my perspective of also being conscientious at almost all the time, it's a little exhausting in my head of this isn't quite where I'm, this isn't, this is fine, but I wanna be better. I wanna do more I'm pushing towards something. So we are, that's kind of a nice little parallel between the fever dream that one is, is we're working on now, but also that started the, the idea for today's episode, but looking at the Smutlancer, the site, the community, the podcast, the, the vision I had in my head in 2017 was absolutely a fever dream. Cause that's how I, that, <laughs> every time I have an idea, I don't have like little, you know what I think I might do? I might write 500 words ideas. I have ideas of I'm going to conquer the world with these 30 ideas and this fully functioning website. And here we go. And I very rarely think about what does it actually take to get from the idea stage to the completion stage of, of that vision coming true to a certain extent. And it's very much a slow progression. It's an evolution of doing a little bit now and a little bit more later and a little, and giving yourself time to let things sort of play out kind of naturally. You do have to push for them. You do have to keep them, Uh they have to be important enough to you that you come back to them and you go, what can we do now? What can we do now? But I think the, the premise of this entire episode has been, we thought we literally were gonna take this fully formed idea and have it done in five minutes. And the reality is, is that, (laughs) and what's funny is maybe three years is a magical kind of number because in the new iteration of the idea we're working now, that's not specific to the Smutlancer, really the completion of it in the form that we currently envision it is three to four years. Yeah. And then of course, my whole thing is once I get to the completion, <laughs> better than better than three, three, three months, thirteen weeks, right? Exactly. Crazy we had before. And then of course, the way I look at it is, okay, one, we're going to learn things along the way, so we may adjust that, and it might happen quicker, yeah. it might happen faster. We might toss certain parts of the idea to the side, go, no, those aren't viable anymore. We'll do something new. But also, if it tracks that it's three to four years to the completion of this idea. That doesn't mean it stops. It means then we get to go, okay, what next? How do we evolve? Yeah. What yeah. have we learned from this that we can now add to, do better, change, morph, blah, blah, blah. And that, I think that's what attracts me to big ideas. I think it's why I get, so, I love having ideas. I love planning. Oh my God. It's the possibility. It's the, look what I thought I knew on this day. And now we're six months along, a year along. I know more. I have access to more tools and more knowledge and 
you know, we can we can do something different and we could try something. It's very exciting. I know how I get sucked into fever dream ideas. Like I know right. myself. And you see, in some ways, I feel like you've been really good for me in that result because I often have the fever dream idea, but then I'm really bad at going beyond that. But I also, what I tend to do with my fever dreams is have this idea or this thing I'm going to do. And then what I do is I talk myself out of it. And then I just set them to one side and I never go back to them. Whereas actually you, what you do is you tend to talk yourself into them. (laughs) And so I think that that works between us because in some ways, like this coming back round this time, I feel like I was at the one able to go, I think we've totally got something here, but we need to t- pick it apart. And how about if we did it like this? Like, let's turn it from what we've got into a three to four year project. And suddenly then your eyes lit up. You were like, it was like you could see it then mm-hmm. in a way that like it had been bothering you for six months because I don't think either of us could really see it. But the minute we had that conversation, then suddenly we could see how we could do that so i think that helps that we have those different we come from it in slightly different ways and different um skills in those kind of areas like between you know how kayla would approach or see something and what she does compared to mine somehow we just kind of seem to fit together we'll see you ask us in three to four years time whether this one has any like (laughs) but at the moment we feel much better about it so should we talk a little bit about so we had this massive idea and we really did flesh out because we now have a concept of from going from naught to potentially what the place we may finish at or finish isn't the right word, but have developed it. And let's say three to four years. So what we did is we came back, we had this conversation and then we took the idea and sliced it apart. And we're like, we, what we think we, what we wanted to create, we still think has value. The end point that we wanted to get to, which we had decided was going to be January. We still believe is where we want to get to. But that our essentially what we did wrong in the first place was our timeline was just bullshit. Basically, <laughs> like our timeline was based on utter fantasy. Oh, I, like I don't. I look back now and I just think what either of us were thinking on that afternoon is beyond me. Because anybody with like even us. I think, well, n- like, very quickly knew it was crazy. But I, at the time, we didn't. No, so we were fully like, committed to it. We believed in it. We were going to do uh-huh. this. And it was complete. It wasn't even if we had worked hard. I don't think it was achievable. No, and I think that I th- knowing us, I think what we would have done is if we had gotten ourselves far enough into it, we would have said, well, we're committed now. We have to throw this together and what would have yeah. happened and it is, wouldn't have been as good yeah it would not have been as good the end result i don't think is something that we would have been really excited and proud of i think that uh-huh. knowing us we would have had a lot of doubts and questions and gone back and gone oh my god here are so many things we could have done better um yeah. because and and it's funny because even so like we said our idea involved 12 finished items in 13 weeks or so if that if that and that 
that would have included the creation of the the item the marketing of it like every every step of the way a website everything everything (laughs) i wow what what were we thinking and so now what's funny is we we picked it apart we said okay let's start with one and then we for one we literally doubled the amount of time we gave ourselves to get the one Yeah. yeah and we, I think, both recognize that this is something that will be a repeating kind of thing that will grow and, and get better and we'll learn from each subsequent one that we do. But as we, like, we recognize we will get faster at this, but even when we talk about it, even though we know that, we're still giving ourselves the same amount of time. Yes. Because somewhere in our brains we went, okay, let's be realistic about this shit. <laughs> yeah, I think we're being way. I think it's it's taught us some caution. Yes, yes, and you know, and maybe that's a good thing. I think I so. think that's probably a good thing. And I think it's the benefit of us doing it together because, so in my experience, when I've had a fever dream and I've had the big idea and I've even mapped it out and then I've let it drift away because uh, it was not realistic to do it in the way I thought I was going to do it. What has happened to me is I've sometimes had some internalized guilt. Where mm-hmm. I, what I what I say to myself is, well, look at you with all these ideas, but you never follow through. Now, never mind all the other mm-hmm. things I've completed. Let I'll just pretend none of those things exist, and I'll focus on this one thing I didn't do. Mm-hmm. And what I've really appreciated about this particular moment is that we can talk to each other, and neither of us like I don't think you're a bad person because you let it drift away. So why would I think I'm a bad person because I let the right. idea? Right, and yeah, I think I probably felt very similar. I felt very guilty that I hadn't done what we said we were going to do, and so again, that was another reason why I think we both didn't really talk about it to each other. <laughs> yeah, because mm. it was like well, if she doesn't mention it, then I don't have to mention it, and then nobody has to feel uncomfortable about the fact that nobody did anything, even though both of us didn't do anything because it was completely crazy so like maybe we needed that time and we came back to it at a time when we both felt like perhaps we had kind of processed some of that i don't really know like that's yeah you know i i go back to the conversation we had uh, several episodes ago where we were talking about starting and stopping projects or maybe it was a conversation we had prior to that yeah we, we were talking about like my process is I'm not ready to move forward on something until I can envision the full plan from start to finish. And for you, like uh-huh. when you were talking about coming back to your podcast after so much time, the moment you could see how it was possible, then you yeah. were ready to jump on it again. And I feel the same thing might be true of this because yeah. when we started talking about it, both of us mutually immediately went, okay, that, that fever dream plan, no. We're not trying to do that plan again. What we're trying to do is take the outcome that we both want and get yeah. more realistic. And how about do we get there? How do we get there? Yeah. And so I think one of the things we want to say is if you've had a fever dream, if you have that project that you had a fever dream about or that you fleshed out and you've cast to one side because it's like, well, that was a fever dream and silly. But it's still there. It like lingers in your head, in your mind. You know that thought is there. Perhaps you could do something with it. What I would say is go back to it and pick it apart in a quite critical, analytical way. In like, well, why did it stay like this? Why haven't I done it? Why couldn't I do it? What could I do to make it happen? And I think that for Kayla and I, the realization was our time frame was bollocks. <laughs> and once we had identified that 
and were able to make a better um, pathway, a better plan to get to the end result, suddenly everything was like, okay, this does actually have potential and promise and we can do this rather than what we had done is we've gone, oh, this is amazing. We can do this. And then instantly gone, no, we can't. Um, and so, and then had left it to one side. In fact, we could do it. What we couldn't do was do it in the ludicrous time frame we'd given ourselves. And the minute we've kind of eventually came back round to that and went, okay, break that apart. What do we need to do? What can we do as individuals? How much time do we have? Those kinds of things. We asked, we were more honest, I think, with ourselves. The result is we've taken what was a good idea and, um, and I think have now turned it into an idea that we can actually work on in a way where it's more achievable. And so, yeah, we wanted to talk about that. It was just our idea today was to talk about, because I know that other people do that, where they're like, oh, I could do this thing, I could build this thing. And then you don't build the thing. It's not because the idea to build the thing was rubbish, but it's maybe because the idea to build the thing has problems. Yes. And ours had problems. Once we had identified them, once we had gone through, and I guess also for both of us, we I think it's worth mentioning that you moved house, I, my life went wah, wah, wah. Um, coronavirus came and like, just bushed everything as well everyone's kind of like lurched sideways from that and we have come back round as in Kayla and I have come back round to a place where we're like okay that that's all that's happened let's have this conversation again and so I think as well think about that like maybe those things maybe there's time maybe this is something you dreamt of a year ago two years ago five years ago like Go back to those things sometimes and perhaps look at them through your, as Kayla said, the things that you've experienced now, the knowledge that you have now. You have learned so much more maybe in the last year, six months, five years, whatever it is. Can you use that knowledge to bring to fruition the fever dream idea that you had? And if you look at it in a critical way and pick it apart a bit more, can you find out the flaw in what made it not happen in the first place it may well be that when you do that you go no you know what i was right not to do that project actually it doesn't actually have the legs in it that i thought it does but on the other hand you may discover the other thing i listened to a podcast quite a long time ago i wish i could i might have a poke about if i can find it it will be linked in the show notes and it was about um i know it was a episode of the jim quick podcast so i probably should be able to go and find it but it was about deciding which of your plans to do and this guy who was the guest name i can't remember told me told the audience all about how projects um how you should make like lists of different projects and work out like which is the one that is the one that no matter what you do, you keep coming back to. That you matter what you do, you keep coming back to. And work through those things. And that that is probably the one that you should do. However, don't cast aside all the others because it doesn't mean you shouldn't ever do them. It just means they're not the project for today or this week or the current project. 
that doesn't mean that they're not of value and that those things won't come once you've done the one that you know is the one that you should be doing won't come back so i'll try and see if i can find that episode because it's quite relevant to this conversation and maybe of interest to people um that um might give a little bit more context uh, this guy had some very practical um suggestions of how you do that process how you look at the things that you think you should be doing it was about how deciding what you should do basically was his episode and there was some real practical um things that you can do hopefully i can find it if i can it's in the show notes have a listen jim quick stuff is really short at the most it'll be 15 minutes um and it would hopefully give you some actionable stuff so apologies if it's not in the show notes and i couldn't find it then i've just waffled on about something that you now can't listen to and that was a bit crap i i know you you have the ability to find uh, you dig up things that i'm not even sure how you dig those things up when you go on what i kind of call the hunt so i will be shocked if you don't immediately send me that link and go i found it because you're really good at that's one of your skills i mean the uh, the way that you are able to find where somebody has uh, stolen a picture and reused it or where they're located or who their host is when there needs to be a, a shutdown notice issued like you you know you're a total detective when you want to find something on the internet i have every so the only you. reason i won't find it is if i've misremembered it and it wasn't a jim kick quick episode in which case i can't remember where it is i heard it so that will be if i can't find it it's because i've misremembered where i listened to it but so I, that's my I think you and I have had that conversation before. So I, I feel like I remember that feels like we've talked about that in other that particular episode in other episodes. The other thing for practical advice. So you've come back to your idea. You have, you know, Molly said a couple times, pick it apart a little bit. So the big lesson that I have learned over the years of having really big ideas and then feeling really either overwhelmed or like they're just not possible. It's because what I'm doing is I'm envisioning the massive end goal as part of yeah. the plan. And yeah. so I know for myself, what happens is I imagine what I want it to ultimately look like. And I think I'm supposed to get that done on day one or in six months or in some short amount of time. Yeah. Sort of like the Smut Lancer. The way, place we're taking the Smut Lancer with the next iteration of it is where I wanted it to be. Like that was part of my end goal at the time three years ago. And I had to go through mm -hmm. the process. So when you come back to your plan and you come back to your idea and you go, this, there's something here. What uh, The first piece of advice I would give is to pick the very first thing that has to happen if any of the rest of the idea can ever come to fruition. So if that's a website, that's what it is. If it is some research, that's what it is. But whatever your end goal is, that's, that's this massive, exciting, oh my God, you can't wait to do it idea. What's the first thing that has to happen in order for that idea to maybe ever see the light of day? Mm -hmm. That would be, so what we did was we knew we had 12 things we wanted to create. We had a community we want to create around it. We have a website we want to create around it. We have that. We have all of this. So for us, that was okay. We have to have a website because then there's nothing, there's no home for it. And mm -hmm. we have to have the first item. We have to have the first one done before we can get to 12 of them being done. And actually, uh -huh. I think even then our ideas are well beyond 12, but that was our first major goal with the fever dream section. Yeah. So we said, okay, we have to have these two elements. And then the next thing is figure out to be very realistic about 
how long you're gonna give yourself to do that. So we had this conversation, it was late June when we had this conversation and Mm -hmm. we do not anticipate this idea seeing the light of day to where we can actually point somebody to it until October. And that's with actually Mm -hmm. a lot of prep work that we did while we were still in the fever dream state. So we've given ourselves essentially four months um, to do the one thing, whereas like I said before, we were trying to do 12 in half that amount of time. (laughs) We are some ambitious people. Now, the next thing we did, we picked the one thing we have to get done if we're ever gonna achieve the whole dream. We picked a, you know, far enough out deadline. And that's very personal. I can't, I can't tell you that six months is better than three months is better. Like I can't, nobody can tell you that it needed to be my way. I look at it is it needs to be far enough out that you feel like you have breathing room, but not so far out that it feels like a whole other life. Like if you had, if we had said, oh, we'll have this ready by 2021, even if it was January, 2021, that to me would have been too far out because that's, that's a lot of time for things to get pushed to the side, things to get forgotten. But a shorter deadline meant we needed to work towards this. This deadline would come faster than we realized. So we picked our one thing, we picked a feels doable, but we still have to work for it deadline. Then the third thing we did, and I have done this with other projects and I don't know why we didn't try the, I know why we didn't do this in the fever dream state because it was a fever dream. We then worked backwards. If this is the date that the finished thing needs to be ready to see the light of day, when do all of the steps in between have to be done? Now, yeah. we do have the benefit that we are working together. So we are committing to the other person. I don't want to yeah. put on my calendar that we're going to talk in July about this. And we said we'd have these things done and then show up and not have those things done. It that would Then I would feel guilt. Then I would feel really bad. Then I would it would not be positive. That works because I know that's working for me because I'm accountable to Molly. Molly is accountable mm-hmm. to me. It is more difficult when it is your own project and there's nobody helping you with it. Um, I yeah. think it goes back to how you, how you are wired, how your personality works. If you're the type of person that works really well off of a deadline, and Molly and I are in general, if you give me a deadline yeah. and it's set in stone, yeah. then it, I'm going to get it done. If you were that type of person, you may be fine just writing it in your planner, writing it in on your calendar, putting something on your phone that's going to buzz an alert that you have to have some element done by some date. If you were not necessarily that type of person, maybe you have a trusted person. Maybe you are the type of person that if other people know you're planning something by telling them or making it public, you feel more accountable. I'm not like that. I see people all the time who'll tweet out, I am going to do this thing and I'm telling you here on Twitter because when I say it out loud, then I'm accountable to everybody who can see my tweet. I am not that type of person that does not work for me. I am the type of person that if I tweet at you that I say I did it and then I don't do it, I can never mention it again. I have to act like it never <laughs> happened. And I then I still don't get it done. And then I walk around with a lot of guilt and anxiety. Like it's no. But in this, so I tend to be, I hold myself accountable to myself. That works for me. So you do have to kind of know yourself or learn yourself well enough to know what kind of accountability will work for you. So, but we set up our different pieces, parts in stages. 
So we know we have dates written on calendars of when a thing has to be done. And we know that piece one has to be done before we can move to piece two. And by having those dates on the calendar that move us towards the deadline that we're working towards, that that makes it more manageable and more achievable. And it's small bite-sized chunks that if uh-huh. we just work the schedule, we work our deadline system because that's what's going to work. Then you us. get to the end point. Then you get to the end point. The other yeah. thing, and I know not everybody is like this, but I know I am like this. So I assume other people are too. I am the type of person, I think it's because I have a lack of patience just in general. I'm not naturally a patient person. I formulate the idea. I see in my mind what I want the end result to be. And then I also want the end result to happen tomorrow. I'm that way when I want to lose <laughs> lose a dress size. I'm that way when I want to clean a room. I don't, I want to have done the thing. I don't necessarily want to be doing it, even though I do want to be doing it because it's work I enjoy. And it can be very overwhelming but it can also be very frustrating when what you're really worried about is getting to the end result and you somehow feel like you're failing or you're doing something wrong because it takes so long to get to that end result i'm not perfect at this i still struggle with this let me say again i'm not naturally a patient person but i've had enough experiences now to know that when i let things move slowly and they maybe they take three years maybe they take five years I am more satisfied with the end result when I just work the process, when I just make a plan, work the plan, work the deadlines, and I make sure they're more realistic. And so, yes, that means it sometimes takes three years to reach a vision. Um, (laughs) But I try to find small things along the way that make that worth it. So go back to the smart answer for a second. The first immediate goal was build the damn site and have a place to, to share the thoughts I had to help people and and share my experiences so maybe they could they could you know find something valuable um we did that i got to episode 50 of the podcast and went okay it's it's time for a break i need a break it didn't stop me from having all these pictures in my head of what i wanted the smut lancer to become it just meant "Mm, okay i'm gonna stop doing this i'm gonna wait for it to feel right again and i'm gonna just sort of I'm going to kind of tread water here. I'm going to do a little bit of the same stuff that I've been doing just to maintain so it doesn't drop off completely, but I'm not doing anything new and exciting. And then we get to the next step. And now I've got Molly helping me and and the podcast is more interesting and I'm freeing up some of my time and we're doing this and we're doing that. And we're adding guest contributors and we're getting people to write the content and, and that was a thing I wanted. And now we've come to, here we are at this point and there's a next step. And along the way, there were things I've really been proud of with the Smart Lancer. I've really appreciated about what we've done that have been kind of new and fun and exciting to be able to do. It wasn't my end goal, but what was happening was satisfying. I was satisfied mm-hmm. with what what I was doing. I was just dissatisfied enough to want to keep pushing forward to do more to make it better. And it's all a process. And if you can wrap your mind around that, that it is all a process and there are no deadlines. And yes, the world constantly feels like it's moving way too fast. And if you don't do a thing right now, you're gonna miss an opportunity. But the one thing I'm, I feel like is still true, regardless of the technology that we use and the way we connect, 
is the, those things still are valid, even if they're five-year-old ideas. The way that we connect with people and we present our ideas and we share what we know and we give people ways to come together in community, those are important regardless of the tools or methods we use. So right. just because the idea is old, it's a five-year-old idea, doesn't mean it's invalid because it's a five-year-old idea. It just means maybe your process for how you're going to achieve that idea has to be updated for today's technology or today's thinking or today's methods. That's uh-huh. the only difference. So I've gone on a long rambly rant about it because clearly I've got thoughts. Um Yes, for all the new things we're talking about that we have just teased you about there. I know when we are ready to talk about and and share our big fever dream idea with the world, there will be an entire episode that is just about it. I mean, we'll just, that's just what we're going to do. When some of the changes come to the Smutlancer, I don't know that there'll be a big announcement, but we will certainly acknowledge some of those changes. Um, Uh But yeah, so don't beat yourself up or feel guilty or you know pick your your thing that you do because you had a fever dream and you were really unrealistic about how how you could get it done and when you can get it done uh, and you abandoned it for a while you it doesn't mean it was a bad idea it it means there was something unrealistic about how you wanted to go about achieving it and Mm -hmm. Those ideas are always worth coming back to, and there may be a more realistic way of doing them when you're ready to see it that way, when you're in that right. mindset. And I'm yeah. going to stop talking Another now. thing, <laughs> Okay, because one other thing I'd say that obviously Kayla and I have anyway, but if you don't have a partner that you're working with... It's talking it through with somebody else can be really beneficial. And I know like we've talked about, or Kayla just talked about like setting deadlines and perhaps having somebody who can hold you accountable. So I don't want to sound like I'm just rolling this into a pitch for the Smart Lancer patron. But um, one of the things that happens a lot in the Slack group for the Smart Lancer patron community is that exact work where people kind of buddy up and say, I'm looking for someone to hold me accountable for doing these things. Is there somebody out there who can do that? Um, And that has definitely happened within that community. And even um, them organising their own like little Skype group calls as well, where they just catch up or have a chat or whatever. Um, So yes, it's worth thinking about if that was what, if that, uh, appeal to you come and join us at the patron community but even if not like we're genuinely saying like find those find someone who you can have that chat with who you can a friend or a fellow blogger or whatever who you feel like you could say hey i've got this idea like i'd love to have a talk it through with somebody who kind of knows the things that i do obviously pick somebody who you trust and who isn't gonna like run off with your idea um so you know clearly finding people that you're comfortable with is important but i do think it's really helpful and i think again that it's probably one of the reasons that this project is continuing on that we have got to the place that we have because we have each other to talk it through and go what about this and also that we can be really honest with each other and go well that was just, that's a rubbish idea by the way or this bit's a really good idea or i don't think we're being realistic about this part of it or um, and so being really honest with each other but if you're on your own being really honest with yourself 
about how much you can do, when you can manage it, what your deadline is, what your timeline is to get to your end point or even to your next goal, even to your next destination, you know, what uh, what's the next thing that needs to get done? When can I potentially do that? Be really honest about that. I think one of the things with the fever dream in the first place was we weren't, not we weren't dishonest, but we were delusional yes. um, about about it. Um, and um, in some ways, I'm glad we had that and I'm glad we did what we did because I think what we did and what we fleshed out, this actually, the whole thing, I think is going to pay off mm-hmm. because we, we created a vision that now we've picked apart and gone, well, how do we get there? That our mistake was that we thought our vision was our plan and it wasn't that is the best the vision is not the plan the vision is years into the future the the plan yes 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 and that was i mean if i think we've just hit on something there our biggest mistake was our vision was not our plan but at the time we thought it was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's why it was completely unachievable because it was a vision and not a plan and visions are really important and i think are really good things to have and i think in the long run we will be glad we had the fever dream and we had the vision but it took us some time to get to this space now where we realize what our mistake was and so perhaps we're just trying to help you a little bit that maybe your fever dream is not your plan it's your vision and then you've got to tear it apart and and make it into a plan which is actionable, that you can work on sections of it to get you to some end point of which there's end points along the way, like this step and then this step and then this step to build your staircase to get to the top. So I think that sums it up. I think so. Are we happy with that? You've put it brilliantly. I don't want to add anything else to that. That is perfect. Also, we we clearly need merch because that needs to be on a coffee mug or a notebook or something. Your vision is not a plan. Have you written that down? Uh, I will. will. Your vision is not a plan. I think we need to turn to Quinn, our Smutlancer historian. I'm pretty sure Z can think of and remember all of the things we've said that would be great on merch. Just saying. Um, Okay. So we're going to, we're going to end there. Um, That's yes. This was long, but our conversations usually are. Uh, This is a big topic. I think it does impact a lot more people than maybe even we realize because we all we're creative people. We have ideas. We have visions. Yeah. It's just, what do we do next? So, um, you will hear more about the, the things we're talking about in actual detail when there's something to actually tell you and show you. Um, so we're not total teases, um, only consensually. Um, and that is it for us this week. Just a reminder, like uh, Molly said, if you would like to come be a part of a community where we help other Smutlancers have that accountability, have that space to talk through ideas, to find people they can trust, to to get questions uh, answered, to just grow and do more and be better and you know, all of that as a Smutlancer, please join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Smutlancers, link in the show notes, link all, should be all over the Smutlancer website. Mm, we're, I'm working on that. I'm doing a redesign of the site. Um, and uh, yeah, we will be back with you next week where we uh, unwittingly recorded episode 100 without realizing it. So we didn't celebrate it. So yay, yay! we're so clever. <laughs> uh, and that's it for us this week. Uh, talk to you later. Bye.
Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great information at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It's at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Or follow Eroticon on Twitter or Instagram at Eroticon UK, all one word, Eroticon UK. For more tips, tricks, and help from your fellow Smut Lancers, join us at patreon.com slash the Smut Lancers. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week. Mm-hmm.